So, I don't know if you've noticed, but I am not pastor. I'm, I'm about, you know, a foot and a half shorter than him. Well, pastor does say you want to be 85% of your pastor, and I'm about 60%. I'm working my way up. There, I'm not lying. I have prayed and asked the Lord, Lord, can you just give me a couple more inches? But I think that's presumption. It is what it is. Anyway, if you'll open your Bibles with me to Mark chapter 16, it's going to be a fun day. God's getting ready to do something awesome, and I'm excited for it. And uh, can we just pray in the Spirit for a minute? If you don't have a prayer language, just say, thank you, Jesus. Because the Bible says, when you pray in the Spirit, you give thanks well. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, be anxious for nothing but in all things with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. That's what we're doing right now. Make your request known to God in the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So right now, we just give you thanks, Lord. Thank you, Father, for what you're getting ready to pour out on us today. We believe it. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible says that joy comes in the morning. You know what that means? That means we... There's a time of day where we can put extra faith to have joy. And that's in the morning. You know the time when most of us have the least amount of joy? Right when we wake up in the morning and we're just like, I, just, I need my coffee. Like we, the Bible says joy comes in the morning. And it's in the morning that we can actually apply faith before coffee to receive joy. Because Jesus is better than coffee. Can I get an amen? Amen. So it, it's funny. Um, that was just extra. That had nothing to do with what I'm saying today. Um, but it, it's funny seeing how the Holy Spirit has progressed the, the service already. Because Barrett didn't know this as she starts shouting about the name of Jesus and declaring the name of Jesus. Sherman started declaring the name of Jesus. Guess what we're talking about today? Jesus. There is power yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Serena, can you hand me my little thingy thing? I don't know what it's called. Um, Brother Tracy gave a word. The, well, he didn't give a word. The, the Lord gave him a word. He, he woke up, and, and this is what the Lord showed him. This is the first thing that the Lord spoke to him. He said this, the Lord said to me, there are things coming on this earth that without revelation of the power and authority in the name of Jesus, my people will not survive. All right, so I'm just going to read that part. That doesn't sound fun at the surface, but the reality is this. Why would God say that? Because he wants us to survive. He doesn't want us to just survive. He wants us to thrive. The only reason God gives us a word like that is because he wants to position us for victory. Because the Bible says very clearly in 2 Corinthians 2.14, Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And the Amplified says it this way, that, that we're walking in a perpetual victory parade. That's, what does that mean? Victory to victory, triumph to triumph, glory to glory. That's our inheritance. That's what God has for us. And so we need a revelation of the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. Uh, not just Jesus Christ, the name of Jesus. Who we are in the name of Jesus Christ. What we have access to in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, have you turned to Mark 16 yet? Did I say to turn to Mark 16? Okay, cool. So, I didn't remember if I said that or not. Uh, we're going to start at verse 17. No, we're not. We're going to start at verse 15. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. This is Jesus talking. Jesus said this, And he said to them, 
Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. And these signs shall accompany those who believe. Who will they follow? Those who believe. It's not pastors or prof prophets. I just made up a new five-fold ministry. A prophet. No, not pastors, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. No, it's apostles. I missed that one. Those who believe. He says, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. Say my name. In my name. Who's speaking? Jesus. So the name of Jesus is what we're talking about. Now, look at this. In the original Greek, there's not a colon there. You see a colon up there. But this could also be read as this. These signs will accompany those who have believed in my name. When we put faith in the name of Jesus, things change. Hear this. What will accompany them? Who's speaking? Did Jesus lie? No, because, no, you know, Jesus w told the truth because he was the way, the truth, and the life. So what he's about to say, he fully means. This isn't just some, oh, well, that sounds nice. No, this is something that Jesus intends us to walk in all the days of our life. These signs will accompany those who have believed in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. That's big. That's big. Just pray in the Spirit with me for a second. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us access to a name that is above every name. The name of Jesus Christ. Oh, and in the name of Jesus, right now, we just cast out anything that's not of you that's in this place today. In the name of Jesus, we declare victory in this place. We declare every stronghold on our minds broken in Jesus' name. Every demonic thing that's trying to affect us, we command it to leave in the name of Jesus. We have power. When, so you might not know this, but my wife was born in Botswana. I call her my African-American wife. She is the whitest person I know, but I love her. And uh, she was born in Botswana. Uh, her parents were missionaries over there. And, um, and she, uh, uh, you know, she moved uh, back to America. She grew up in New York um, from the time she was three. When we got married, um, I, God just put it in my spirit. I, I just wanted to take her back to where she grew up, or where she grew up until she was three. And... Um, and so, you know, I told her, I was, I was like, Serena, I want to take you to Botswana. And so, I think two years into marriage, we were like, what, 23, 24? We were young. And we together went to Africa. And uh, we, we, we went to Botswana. We went on like a, it was like a 26-hour flight. It was the worst. Well, it was, like, it was like 48 hours total of like flying, like in airports and stuff like that. It was something like that. I might be exaggerating. I don't remember. Um, but... It, that was, but honestly, that was one of the greatest trips we've ever gone on. We were, Africa was crazy. I was actually telling uh, Mr. Will about it today, you know, how we would be driving down the street and elephants would just be like walking across. The, like we have deer that cross the street here. They have elephants. It's, it's different when you have like, you know, a deer running across the street and a building walking across the street. It's, it's crazy. But um, the, one of the interesting things about Africa is it's really flat, so, you know, the roads are super straight. So uh, it's fun to fly down the road. And uh, so 
and it's also interesting because they have, they have their cities like just polka dotted all over the, the, the country. So as, as we're driving down the street, you know, the speed limit's like 75, and all of a sudden, when you get to, uh, to one of the villages, the speed limit just cuts in half. And what the cops like to do is hide on the other side of that, that you know, speed limit sign. So you're going 75, and if you haven't slowed down enough, uh, they're going to pull you over. Well, I got pulled over. Um, so this, this is, it's an interesting story because this is what happened. Cops there don't have, well, at least these ones, didn't have uh, vehicles, you know, to come out and behind you and sirens and stuff like that. No, they just run out in the middle of the street waving their hands. <laughs> like, we're literally driving, I'm driving down the street, and all of a sudden right ahead of me I see this guy, like, run out in the middle of the street and start waving me down. And I'm like... What is happening? Who is? Because I didn't know he was a cop. I pulled over. I'm like, is there like a herd of elephants further down? I have no idea. But he runs out in the middle of the street, weighs me down. I pull over, and then I see he has a badge. Okay, this is an officer. I'm getting pulled over. This is fun. Never got pulled over in a foreign country before. And uh, so he, so he, he told me to to get my, my my papers and meet him at his desk, which was a little card table on the side of the road. And. Um, so I grab my international driver's permit, I grab my passport, and uh, I, start, I start walking over, you know, and I come up to the Descartes table. There's another officer there, and I'm like, Where, where's the officer that just, you know, waved me down? And, I, and then I hear the sound. And I look over, and the officer's just peeing on the road. And I look to the other officer, I'm like, you know, this is illegal in America. Like, this is public, like, are you going to arrest him? What's going on right now? This, I'm telling you, this was a very weird experience for me. And so, so I look at him, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And that officer, the officer says, just wait till he's finished. <laughs> okay? This is a weird, this is weird. But anyway, long story short, I got a ticket and I had to pay 80 bucks. But that's fine. He gave me a discount because I was a minister, so that was funny. He's like, oh, are you here to preach the word of God? I was like, well, no, I'm here on vacation, but I would like to. But he gave me a discount, which was very kind of him. Anyway, all that being said, we're talking about the name of Jesus, right? What gave that man who ran out in the middle of the street the authority to make me stop? Think about it. Did he in his own physical power have the ability to stop my 75-mile-an-hour car? No. I... Honestly, he didn't even have his own car. So what ability did he have if I just went around him and kept driving? He actually, he did have something backing him up. He had the authority of the country of Botswana behind him. See, he had no authority or power to stop, physically stop my vehicle, but he had the authority because he had the badge. Because that badge says, if I disregard his authority, there's a higher authority that I'm going to be held accountable to. That's going to chase me down, and I don't want to go to Botswana jail. Amen? I don't want to be there. Heck, if the officers are peeing on the side of the road, I don't, I don't want to know what the inmates are doing. I don't want to be there. But he carried an authority because he had a badge that showed, there's, that showed the, the, the nation of Botswana is backing me up. And we've been given a badge of authority in this life and in this world. And that badge is the name of Jesus. Recognize this. When you invoke the name of Jesus, it's not just me saying, in Jesus' name. It's not just like a, a subscript to your prayer. What we're doing is we're actually declaring that I have heaven, all of heaven, backing me up in this prayer. And I know that my God will do mighty things as I pray. 
Read this in, in Matthew, Mark 16. He says, These signs will accompany those who have believed in my name. That name has power attached to it. That name doesn't just make us Christians. That name, it gives us power. It gives us access to the power. It's a tool that God has granted to us. What a privilege yeah. to be able to have the name of Jesus on our tool belt so that whenever the enemy is coming against your family, no, in the name of Jesus, this isn't happening today. When the, when the enemy is coming against your physical body, no, in the name of Jesus, I'm not receiving this. What are you doing? You're saying, devil, I have heaven backing me up. I have Jesus himself backing me up. And when he's backing you up, what can stand against you? Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in this world. Come on, that's what we have in the name of Jesus. The Lord's been working this all, all this morning. What a beautiful name it is. What a powerful name it is. We're not alone. God didn't leave us powerless. God didn't leave us. Uh, turn with me to John chapter 14. Look at the power of the name of Jesus. John chapter 14, verse 12. Jesus says this, Truly, truly, I say to you. What does that mean? What he's about to say is true. So much so, he said truly twice. Truly, truly, I say unto you. He who believes in me and the works that, the works that I do, he will also do. Say, that's me. Jesus said, truly, truly. That means what he's saying is true. It's not an exaggeration. Jesus didn't exaggerate. So he says, the works I do, you'll also do. How will we do those things? This is what he says. Someone got it. And greater, wor greater works. <laughs> Come on, that's crazy. Yeah. But he said it, so it's true. Yeah. Greater works than these he will do. Because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask, say it, in my name. Whatever you ask, in my name. What does he say that's truly, truly truthful? Whatever you ask in my name, that I might do. No, that I will do. You see the power in the name. That I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Oh, you know, if you got confused a little bit, let me say it again. Because literally he says this next, verse 14. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Did he say, well, if it's my will? No, he says it's my will. Now, now people can get this confused and try to ask God things that he never told them is theirs. But he's saying if you ask, uh, the Bible says in, uh, in uh, 1 John, uh, what does he say in 1 John? He says, if you ask anything according to my will, you know my Father's listening to you and you'll have it. So when we have a word, we know that it's, it'll work. So just to throw, make sure you're not in presumption. I'm not going to sit here and ask for a Lamborghini. But here's the thing. God said that he'll bless me. God said, if he said it, I have it. I have access to it. If he gave me a word, I have access to it. And I know. Right, what does his word say? He heals all my diseases. So I have access to it. Right? By his stripes, I was healed. I have access to healing. I have access to it. All I have to do is ask in the name of Jesus. And not just... Uh, t turn with me to Acts chapter 3. I'm just going all over the place, but it's going to be good. Acts chapter 3, look at this. So, I'll start at verse 1. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb, say this, lame from birth. Lame from birth. Now, it wasn't like he's, man, you're lame. No, he was crippled. 
just in case you were confused. He was crippled. He hasn't walked a day in his life. Lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms from those who were entering the temple. And when Peter and John... And when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, Look at us! And he began to give them attention. If you haven't underlined this, underline this next phrase. Expecting to receive. Expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I don't possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give you. What did he have? What I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene walk. He invoked the name. He, he recognized the power and the authority of the name. In the name of Jesus, walk. Now, did Peter have any physical ability to go in and repair all the stuff that was wrong in his legs? No. What did he have? The name. The name of Jesus. There is power and authority in the name of Jesus. So he said, what I have, I give to you. Now recognize, we have the same name. We have the same name. He says, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. So when we put our faith in the name, uh, actually, let, let's keep reading. I'm getting ahead of myself. And what happened? In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. Now recognize this. Have you ever seen how long it takes a baby to learn to walk? It takes a while. Have you ever recognized even someone who's in physical therapy who had an accident, and it takes them a, a while to learn to walk again, right? Even people who have walked before. This man has never walked a day in his life you got to remember that, which means in his brain, he doesn't even have the cognitive ability to know how to walk. However, the name did something even more miraculous than just strengthen his legs. Do you see that? Because all of a sudden, he jumped, and he's leaping, and dancing, and praising God. Why? With legs he's never used before. God gave him even the cognitive ability to know how to dance, and jump, and praise, and walk. Now, there's power and authority in the name. Do you see this? It's powerful. Now, let's look at uh, uh, verse 16. We're going to fast forward. Because now everyone's seeing it. And what are they doing? They're giving God glory. Oh, man, look what God did. See, why do we have the name? Because what did Jesus say in John 14? Because my Father will be glorified. We, God wants to be glorified. God wants people to see Him. He wants to know Him. We're the hands and feet of Christ. And recognize this isn't Jesus who pulled them up. This is Peter and John. Yeah. So who are they? They're just like you and me. Yeah. They're, they're nothing special. They're, I mean, they're special in the eyes of God. But they're no different than us. We have that same name. Yeah. Look, and so verse 16, everyone's glorifying God. Everyone's praising God because they re they, they're seeing a physical manifestation of the goodness of God before their eyes. And that's what God wants every single day of our lives. God wants people to see the physical manifestation of the goodness of God. Because it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. It's the goodness of God that leads people to Him. So look at this, verse 16. 
And this is as they're declaring what made this man. What, what healed him? The name. The f and on the basis of faith in his name. So it's not just the name. It's applying my faith to the name that's been given. Do you hear that? On the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know. Do you hear this? And the faith which comes through him. So it's not just, yeah, no, I know I have the name of Jesus. Yeah, oh, it's a powerful name. I agree. What a powerful name it is. Yeah, amen, amen, hallelujah. But, when, but I need to apply my faith that when I, when I declare the name of Jesus over the situation, over, over the circumstance, when I declare the name of Jesus as I'm praying, I'm not just saying, you know, uh, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. In Jesus' name, amen. No, that, that's, that's often how we use the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. No. The, the, whenever I catch myself doing that in Jesus' name, no, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, what am I doing when I give, when I say in Jesus' name? I, I'm literally putting a, I, in faith the stamp of approval has been added to my prayer. I already know that I, I have what I ask. You read that in Mark 11. When you ask in praying, believe you have received it, and it will be granted to you. This is Jesus talking, guys. Jesus doesn't exaggerate. Why do we think he does? Why do we think he's a liar? If he said it, he meant it. He said truly twice. Actually, you know what? Let's go back to uh, Mark 14. Actually, or not Mark 14, John 14. And when you get to John 14, go to John 16. Because that's not where we're going. But recognize, this is all in the same message that Jesus is teaching. He's, he's talking about prayer, the power of prayer and the power of the name that he's given them. And then he starts talking about the importance of fellowship, and we'll get into that. He talks about the Holy Spirit. But then in John chapter 16, he, he says it again, verse 23. In that day you will not question me about anything. Truly, truly. Look, he said it four times. He said it four times now. Does that mean he's telling the truth? Yeah. Truly, truly, I say to you, if you ask, wait, I missed it. Oh, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, well, sometimes his answer is yes. Sometimes his answer is no. Sometimes his answer is wait. You heard that? Is that what he said? No. He said, if you ask anything in my name. Oh, I don't, where are we? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go back here. If you ask anything in my name, he will give it to you. He will give it to you. Until now you have asked me ask for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be full. You re realize that God's a good God. He wants us to walk around in joy. That's what he wants for us. Because he's good. You know what? If, if that wasn't enough... Let's go to John chapter 15. Because, you know, he says this three times in three chapters. John chapter 15, verse 16. Because he's talking about, you know what? Let's read. Oh, look, he says it four times. Verse 7. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask whatever you wish and it might, no, it will be done for you. Look at verse 16. 
You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Do you see the power of what Jesus is saying here? Four times in one message, he says, ask whatever you want and, and my Father will give it to you. But ask in my name and you got to put faith in the name. You gotta put faith in the name. It's not just in Jesus' name, amen. No. Attach your faith in the name of Jesus, and the lame will walk. Attach your faith in the name of Jesus, and whatever's plaguing your body, it has to leave. Attach your faith in the name of Jesus, and, and, and the brokenness that might be tormenting your mind, it has to go. I can't tell you, guys, I, I'm, I'm serious right now, because. This is something that we need to recognize. The Bible says our, bat our battle, our warfare, is not against flesh and blood. So it's not against my physical flesh and blood. I'm not fighting against my body when I start feeling sick. Recognize this. Because, the, uh, hear this. Within the last, say, five months, the enemy has really been trying to attack me with panic attacks. I'm just being glass out for a moment. I'll, I'll be, uh, honestly, when I was walking over here and, and I said, let's pray in the spirit real quick. He was trying to do it again. Right, right up here as I'm preaching to you. What an idiot. Yeah. What does the Bible say in Mark 16? These signs will follow those who believe in my name. They'll cast out devils. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. See, the enemy's trying to come against me as I'm getting ready to preach this very word. And what did I do? Let's pray in the spirit. In the name of Jesus, whatever the enemy's trying to bring on our minds and trying to bring into this place, we cast it out. We come against it. In the name of Jesus. And it went away. He, he's, he's, he's tried to do it multiple times. And what, what do I do each time? The same thing. No. In the name of Jesus, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not taking a hold of this. And what happens? It leaves. Why? Because the devil cannot stand against the name of Jesus. He can't stay in that place. He can try to come against you. And we have a choice. Am I going to yield to it? Oh, no. What am I going to do now? Or am I going to... No, I'm yielding to the, to the Word of God. In Jesus' name, I'm not going to yield to this attack anymore. I'm not going to yield to this attack anymore. He, God, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Perfect love casts out fear. The Word of God says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and petition. What does His Word say? Why does God say this in His Word? Because He wants to empower us to overcome. And what do we have? We have the name. We have the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow yeah. above earth, on earth, and under the earth. Yes. So every demonic thing, when I invoke the name of Jesus, it must flee. Yeah. It must flee. Yeah. It has no choice but to flee. Yeah. Why? Because these signs will follow those who believe in my name. Yeah. They'll cast out devils. Yeah. Right? See, a, a lot of times when we start talking about demonic things, myself included in the past, have gotten the, I don't want to talk about that. I don't, this is, I don't like talking about demons because they're creepy. Right? Well, a lot of times we think about that. But when we get a revelation of the power of the name of Jesus, we recognize that no demon can even last in his, when, when we invoke the name. You recognize that, right? Do you recognize that? You know, the Bible says that there's going to be a time whenever, whenever you know, at the end of the millennium, the devil's going to crawl out of his hole and we're, going to, we're all going to look at him and be like, no. No. Him? That's the one? No. That's the one that tore down nations? 
That's the one that did all this? Him? So why don't we have that just same mentality now? He's nothing. The devil is a pathetic, defeated foe, and we have authority. The Bible says he is far under our feet in Ephesians chapter 2. Why? Because we've been seated in heavenly places with him already. Not talking about when we're in heaven. We don't need authority over the devil in heaven because he's not there. We need it now. We need a revelation of this now. We need a revelation of what Jesus has given us in his name now so that we can stand against the enemy. They'll cast out devils. You look, you look, recognize this because, you know, we talk about, you know, uh, by his stripes we're healed. Our battle is not against our physical flesh and blood. It's not against other flesh and blood, but it's not even against our own physical flesh and blood. There's an enemy that wants to bring us to a place where we can't physically do what God has called us to do. Do you recognize that one third of the people that Jesus healed, he had to cast the devil out first? Not saying that people who are sick are demon-possessed, but what I am saying is the devil, we shouldn't just always look at, at things from a natural perspective. The Bible says that the Bible says in Romans 12 too, it says, uh, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. What does the world do? They label every single thing as just a natural thing. Oh, this is just what happens. This is normal. This runs in your family. That's what this is. But what, what does God say? God says, no, this, this isn't yours. He's, the Bible says, oh, so clearly in Isaiah 53 that he bore our sicknesses and disease. What does that mean? That means when the enemy's coming against you, or even if you did something stupid and you got, you might, there might be something natural, you can still come against it and rebuke it. No matter what, the, de the devil has no authority in your home. He has no authority in your home. Now recognize this, because... I feel like that cop analogy is a really good analogy to utilize because what gives the cop the authority to pull you over is the badge that declares that I have this entire country backing me up right now. And if you continue to refuse, I have people backing me up. I can call for backup, right? So what if, what if a cop, though, walks up to someone and says, um, excuse me, I... I, I, no, I noticed, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, um, are you, can, can, can I talk to you? Uh, yeah, so, um, I noticed you jaywalked back there, and um, if it's okay with you, can, 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 I, uh, write, can I write you a ticket? I'd rather not. Okay, that's fine, that's fine, all right. And they back, can you imagine what kind of a crap officer that is? So why do many people handle the devil that way? Now, we, 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 now I'm, I'm not saying that we, um, excuse me, devil, can you, can you leave? We don't do that. But a lot of times what we do is we, we approach him in a, from a position of fear. And, and we can try to use the name of Jesus and we can try to rebuke him and cast him out. But if we're doing it from a position of fear, oh, no, I don't, we're, 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 we're afraid he's going to win. Which means we're not in faith. We're out of rest, which rest is the biblical evidence of faith. I've seen it happen many times. I've done it myself many times. In the name of Jesus, get out. No, I'm not dealing with this anymore. No, 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 no. go away, go away. And like in fear, we're trying to rebuke him, but we're not in faith. And the devil's just laughing. We need a, re a revelation of the power and the authority of, Jesus, of the name of Jesus. That when I invoke the name, I know that he has to leave. Not, not I'm, I'm afraid he's going to attack my family. In Jesus' name, try to st stop it. No, because that's not faith. Right. And it's faith in the name of Jesus that, that brings us the victory. Yeah. So I'm not going to try to come against him from a position of fear. 
that if this doesn't work, I'm going to be, I'm going to be cast aside. I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to whatever. I cannot approach the devil from a position of fear because there's a difference between fear and authority. Yeah. I recognize that whenever I see pastor addressing, uh, addressing his kids. There, there's a difference between parenting a kid f from a position of fear. Oh, man, stop doing that. No, 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 no. And from a position of authority. No, no, hey, come here. There's a difference. You can see it. You can recognize it. Because we, we don't, I, I don't have kids. I'm not a parenting expert. But I, I, I have recognized the difference between authority and fear. And authority, authority has more power than fear. Authority has more power than fear. And so when we recognize the authority that we've been given in the name of Jesus, how, how do we recognize it? By abiding in his love. Why? Because perfect love casts out fear. I recognize that my God loves me more than my wife loves me. My wife recognizes, recognizes that God loves her more than I ever could. And if God loves her so much, and I... And I would not like my wife to die of cancer. You think that's a good thing? Right? Why? Because I love her. How much more does God? The Bible says precious in the eyes of the Lord are the deaths of his saints. What does that mean? Costly. If, the God, if God says the harvest is plentiful and the labors are few, then why would he be up in heaven taking out labors? It makes no sense. No, he loves his people. He loves his people. And so when I have a revelation of love, because if you look here in John chapter 15, which is in the middle of all that Jesus is talking about, this is all the same sermon. What is Jesus talking about in John 15? Abide in me. Abide in me. Let my love abide in you. Let my word abide in you. Abide in me. And when you abide in me, ask whatever you want. Why? Because I'm in this love relationship, this love fellowship. Without fellowship... I have no authority. I need to be in fellowship with my father. You, you, see, you see that with the seven sons of Sceva. What did, what did they do? They didn't have fellowship. They said, and then they came, they, seven sons came to one person that was possessed. So they were all men. They were all grown. You know, they probably had some physical strength. And without fellowship and without recognizing what they were doing, they said, well, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches, yeah. That's probably not how they said it. But what happened? They ran out naked, beat up by one demon-possessed person. Not just the person, but, but the physical. Why? Because they had no fellowship with the name. They didn't even know who the name was. Uh, this Jesus whom Paul preaches sounds like a cool... I'm going to try this. Seven men... What was lacking? They didn't have fellowship. They didn't know the, the power of the name of Jesus. They didn't actually even have faith in the name of Jesus because they didn't know him. You can't have faith with a, in, a, in a God that you don't actually have fellowship with. But what, what did he say? It's by faith in the name of Jesus that you see this man walking before you. And so I'm not... See, when, when we talk about stuff like this, it really makes us have to take things seriously. We have to take uh, our, our faith seriously. We have to take life seriously. We don't just kind of wisp around life. We don't just kind of go around and do whatever seems convenient, whatever looks right, whatever looks best. No. When we, when we need that revelation of the authority, of the fellowship, 
in the name of Jesus because when we have that revelation, that authority, and that fellowship with the name of Jesus and Jesus himself, we're going to walk in power. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. This isn't, this isn't mystical. This isn't crazy New Age stuff. This is the Word of God. This is the Word of Christ. Jesus said, you'll do the works that I do and greater works than these. Man, when people say, I don't, I don't agree with those healing preachers, Jesus was one of them. So you must not follow him. Sorry, that was harsh. No, I'm not sorry. Because here's the reality. Go, go back to, to Mark 16. What, what, did, what did the disciples do when they, heard, when they heard what Jesus said? These signs will follow those who believe. Look at this, verse 19. So then, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And when they went out, and, and hear this, and they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them. How did the Lord work with them? And he confirmed the word by the signs that followed. How does God confirm that, what, that His Word is being preached? Signs and wonders. So if signs and wonders aren't happening, what's not being preached? I'll just let that sit a little bit. Do, do you see this? Now, I could be preaching Bible verses. I could do that, because that happens all the time. We preach Bible verses, but if we're not seeing signs and wonders, then what's missing? Fellowship. Right now, as I'm preaching to you, I, I'm, Father, I can't do this in and of myself. If you feel any anointing in this room, it's not me. When, 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 we, when I pray for you, it's not going to be me. Because I can't do any of this on myself. How many times do you see pastor up here? He's praying for someone. And he says, do you feel that? And they say, oh, yeah. He's like, I can't do that. What's happening? The Lord, the anointing of, of God is coming through him, and it's ministering to the people. And so, and so recognize, there's a difference between me standing up here and giving you a nice sermon... That, that I spent hours and hours preparing and crafting. Do you see my notes? I'm relying on the Lord right now. Because I, I, I can't do it without Him. See, I was trained and taught that you need to spend hours and hours in study and preparation for, for every single message that you preach. Why don't I just spend hours and hours in the presence of the Most High God and just and study His Word and know His Word day in, day out and get a revelation of this so that whenever people, whenever people ask for a hope that is within me, it's already in me. It's already flowing out of me because I have that fellowship with Him. I'm not just going to study to preach a good message. Paul did the opposite of that. Jesus did the opposite of that. Go, go back to John chapter, 6, John chapter 14. Recognize, if Jesus, if Jesus needed to rely on fellowship, how much more do we? So in that same passage that we just read, John 14. I'm going to start a little bit earlier at uh, verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? What is that? Fellowship. 
And then he says this, The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Jesus didn't even claim credit for anything he did. You know, there's another passage where Jesus boldly says, I can do nothing of myself. This is Jesus talking. I can do nothing of myself. You know what that means? That means that Jesus didn't heal because he was God. Jesus didn't do anything because he was God. He did it because he was yielded to the Spirit of God. And he had revelation. See, that's why Jesus was able to say, the works that I do, you will do. Because he's saying, I didn't do all this because I'm God. I did all this because I have fellowship with God and His anointing. Well, he needed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Why? Jesus. We're talking about Jesus. And He said, I can do nothing of myself, but I can only do what the Father tells me to do. This is where we need the Word, but this is Jesus talking. And so in that fellowship, we recognize that there's power and authority. That as I have fellowship with the anointed one of God, when greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And he gave me the name. Man, what can I do? Faith. That's what, this is what faith looks like. That's when you see Peter, not Jesus. Peter is walking through the streets. And every person, not most, not some, every person that came to him was healed. Just like Jesus we saw it with Jesus. We saw it with Peter, which means it's not just exclusive to Jesus. It's exclusive to those who believe in the name. These signs will follow, though, not just those who believe, those who believe in the name. Man, what do we have access to? What do we have access to that we've been missing? We have access to the name that is above every name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is. Philippians chapter 2, you can turn with me there. Are, are, are you receiving something from this? Is God giving you revelation of what you've already been given access to? The Bible says, I think it's either Ephesians 1, 3 or 1 Peter something, where it says that He has already granted to us all things pertaining to life and godliness. All things. Nothing's missing. Nothing's missing from what He's given us. And so much of that is given in the name. Isn't that beautiful? Philippians chapter 2. Thank you, Father. Verse 9. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the name. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that we're not hopeless and helpless. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Verse 9. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him... Who are we talking about? Jesus. Jesus. The name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every... Say every. Every. Every knee will bow of those who are in heaven, on earth and under the earth. If it has a name, it has to bow to the name. Whatever it is, it must bow at the name of Jesus. Why? Because there's power and authority in the name of Jesus. 
We're not hopeless. We're not helpless. We have the name. Say it. I have the name. Do you recognize the power and authority that's been granted to us? Do you recognize it? Well, I mean, if we're honest, we don't have a full revelation of it. I don't even have a full revelation of it. But man, what a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. If you ask anything in my name, it will be done. All right, let, let's go back to Mark chapter 16. I, I, we need to read that one more time. Thank you, Father, for your name. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God is so good. Thank you, Father. These signs will accompany those who have believed in my name. They will cast out demons. So you don't have to fear them. You don't have to fear the devil. He's pathetic and weak. You know, a lot of preachers are afraid to even say something like that because they feel like they'll get attacked. Not just preachers, a lot, a lot of Christians. But he's pathetic. He's weak. Why? What did Jesus say? See, recognize that, that Mark chapter 16 is parallel with Matthew 28. So what did Jesus say in Matthew 28? All authority. How much authority? All, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go. All authority. What does that mean? Someone has none authority. Their authority has been stripped from them. So recognize this because I've heard this, you know, man, since I've become a Christian, the devil's really been attacking me, you know, or, or the devil's just really been coming against me and my family. The devil's really been coming against me. And, you know, we, we hear that often. But the reality is this. See, before you were in Christ, the devil had free reign to manipulate your life. Free reign. Because you gave him that. In Christ, he lost the power. Why? Because all power and authority has been given to Jesus. The only reason the devil has a right to manipulate our lives is if we take the, the authority that Jesus gave us, gave us and we hand it back to the devil. Do you hear that? He has no authority anymore except what we allow him to have. See, do you realize the devil likes to break the law? Because he's, he's, he's the bad guy. He's not the good guy. He's the bad guy. What, is, what do bad guys do? They break the law. What does the devil do? He deceives. He steals. He lies. That's who he is. The John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. What does the thief come to do? To steal your, 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 uh, ment your mental ability to focus on things. He, he comes to kill your family and kill your body. He comes to destroy uh, the relationships in your family. That's why we can recognize that our battle is not against flesh and blood. He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But why did Jesus come? So that you can have life and life abundantly. Uh, I, I like the way Bishop Oyedipo says it. He says, Jesus didn't come so that you can endure life. He came so that you can enjoy life. Life to the full. Till it overflows. Life with God is better. You can quote that on, on whatever. Life with God is better. But most Christians don't believe that. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. 
Okay. I'm not talking about snake handling. <laughs> but you remember what happened with Paul on the island of Malta? Is it Malta? Sure. It's, it's an island. It sounds right. Was it Malta? Okay, praise God. There's a lot of islands in the Bible. He's ship, they're shipwrecked on Malta. He's just, you know, cooking some s'mores in the fire. And the snake, poisonous snake, comes out and latches onto him. What did he do? Just shook it into the fire. Was Paul ignorant? Did he know what kind of snake bit him? It's very likely. What did he do? Ah! Sorry if I just woke some of you up. He didn't, oh my goodness, am I going to die? What's going to happen? Oh, man. So, so someone suck it out. No, what, what do I do? What do I do? Did he do that? No, he shook it in the fire and just kept on roasting his shmallows. Why was he able to do that? Because he had a revelation of who he was. Everyone's watching him, waiting for him to die, and he doesn't, and then what happens? It brings God glory. Because they're like, this man must be a God. No, let me actually show you who God is. And then he began to minister to them, heal, heal people on that island. Remember, he's a prisoner at this point. He's still a prisoner. And what's happening? He's leading crusades on an island that he was just shipwrecked on. And it all started because he recognized, hey, I remember what they said that Jesus said. They'll handle serpents. They'll, they'll even drink deadly poison and it won't even harm him. And if we see a snake that we are fully confident that can bring me no harm, we still freak out? I'm going to start stepping on toes. Do you, are, are you recognizing this? Do you hear this? We have power and authority in the name of Jesus. When we see a spider that's that big, we say, it's the biggest spider I've ever seen. What are we doing? We're catering to fear. We're not walking in the authority that we have. I know I'm stepping on toes, but we need to recognize this. If, if, if I freak out over a little spider, how am I going to cast out devils? We need a revelation of the power and the authority in Jesus' name. Not saying we just shout Jesus at it and wait for it to crawl back in its hole. It's done. It's done. Serena, there was like a spider that was jumping in our... I didn't know spiders jumped, but that one did. Now recognize this. I don't want you to take this and then go home. And if you have initial flesh reaction when you see something, go, oh! All of a sudden, I don't want you to get into condemnation. But what I want you to do is I want you to recognize, no, this is a, I'm a child of God. I, I should not yield to this fear. And then correct yourself and then kill it. You know, it's that easy. We, we, uh, me, me and George, we were moving uh, my grill, and under it there was a black widow spider. And um, I was like, I've never seen one before. I got excited. I'm like, I was just following it. As far as I know, those ones don't jump. But, uh, but I was just following, like, this is awesome. And then we just stepped on it and walked away. That's all you got to do. But I, I do remember this, though, because it was shortly after I, I, uh, this message that we saw a cockroach in our, in our apartment. And... Um, <laughs> And uh, I might not have fully responded the, the right way, but, um, but I took a picture of it real quick, and then, and then I missed, and then I missed, 
See, that's when it gets interesting. That's when your flesh is like, what? It's like, no, no, in Jesus' name. I got it eventually, but those things are fast. But I took a picture of it, and I was getting ready to send it to my wife to show her how big it was. This is when God gave me the revelation, a special revelation. I went to, to take a picture of it. I took a picture of it, and I was getting ready to send it to Serena. And you know how things, like, when you take a picture of the moon, you're like, oh, it's so big and beautiful. Where is it? You know what I mean? I took a picture of the, of the cockroach, <laughs> and I was getting ready to send it to Serena. I'm like, where is it? Oh, it's that little dot right there. And then God reminded me, like, because I, I, I typed out, look how big this cockroach is. And then I'm like, he's like, that's actually how big it is. Like, big compared to what, is what God told me. Compared to what? Well, compared to me, it's not that big. But, what, but when we say, it was, it was massive, what are we doing? We're elevating our fear, and we're actually, ex we're, let's be honest, we're lying. Compared to what? Compared to a, a penny? But, uh, see, I know we're talking about the name of Jesus, but I think it's important for us to recognize that we need to handle the small fears, the small things, the things that we know. See, I, ask Devin. I used to be afraid of dragonflies, right? I was terrified of them. I hated them. Why? Because I, when I was like a toddler, I was swimming in our pool, I was having a good time, and then all of a sudden, this demon-possessed dragonfly <laughs> started dive like kamikaze right at my face. Like, I would duck under the water, like, until I couldn't breathe anymore, I'd come back up, and there it is. And I'd jump back in. It was a, it was a terrifying experience. It really was. It, I, I, I kid you not. At least, okay, that's how my childhood brain, you know, retells the story. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when we, in our brain, we make things out to be what they're not. Um, but here's the reality. What can a dragonfly do to me? That's it. That's the extent of it. It's not like it has a massive stinger on the back. It's not like a scorpion fly, even though it kind of looks like one. So a time came in my life when I had to recognize, why am I allowing this fear to stay? Why am I allowing this fear to stay when it has no right and no, no position? If the Bible says that God has not given me a spirit of fear, then why do I yield to it? But He's given me a spirit of power, love, sound mind. That's what he's given me. So I'm not going to keep this fear for the sake of it's a part of my personality. Oh, it's just so cute they're afraid of, uh, of dragonflies. Oh, it's so cute they're afraid of spiders. Oh, it's so cute. It's not. God has not given us a spirit of fear. So when we see that these signs will follow those who believe in my name, what is one of those things? Fear subsides. We can handle serpents. Not that we're going to just jump around and dance and, you know, holding poisonous snakes. That's just idiotic. It's not what we do here. But we're not afraid. If a serpent bites us, we'll shake him off in the fire. Why? Because we recognize the power and the authority that we have in the name of Jesus. We recognize who we are in Christ. No, say this, no fear. No fear. Lives here. Lives here.
you've been soul winning, you know that. No fear lives here. I'm not afraid to win souls. I'm not, honestly, my flesh, soul winning has been one of those things that have been the, the most grating on my flesh. Not my spirit. My spirit loves winning souls. But my flesh, blah, it's not as much of a fan of it. But what, here's what I've done. Sorry, I, I said that wrong. My flesh hadn't in the past enjoyed it. Here's what I've been doing every time soul winning Saturday is coming around. I love to win souls. I love winning souls. I love winning souls. I keep telling myself that. I keep confessing that. And what happens? Every soul winning Saturday has just, for some reason, gotten easier. Every time, you know, even the other day, me and Abby, we were uh, at, we were getting balloons for Pastor's birthday at, at um, what's it called, Dollar Tree, and we're just there talking with with the manager, and we're just talking and all of a sudden now now recognize again going back to you know the snakes and stuff like that if you see one and go ah, don't get in condemnation just correct yourself because the holy spirit will bring i guarantee you for those of you as I've, I've talked about this in the youth how many times has has those situations happened and all of a sudden you you go right back to the to, to this teaching right you so it when if you jump don't get in condemnation just remember i'm not supposed to fear this I, I, I never asked Abby, but I, I was actually soul-winning with someone else, and um, th there's this thing that my flesh likes to do when I'm praying for people. <laughs> because I, I guarantee you my face is probably all red. My, my leg just starts shaking. Like, I'm like, now say this, dear Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. They're probably thinking, what's wrong with this guy? But what I do is like, I stop myself, and I put down that flesh, and I'm saying, no, this person's eternity is on the line. Yeah. Why, why should I let what my flesh wants me to do keep me from walking the way God told me to walk? And honestly, and soul winning starts with the spider. Why was David able to defeat Goliath? Let's go all the way back when he was a shepherd. He started with the lion and the bear. Now, for us, those are still big things. But he started with the small things. He started overcoming those small fears. He didn't just watch something come and take and be like, well, that stings. Bye. No, he said, no, I'm going to have to deal with this or else I'm going to lose my sheep. I need to step up and I need to do what, I'm, what my job is. And what are we? We're ambassadors of Christ. That's our job. That's our responsibility. As ambassadors of Christ, we, we have a responsibility to, to, to deal with the small fears. So that whenever it comes to leading someone to the Lord, we are, we've already developed inside of us. I'm not, I'm not listening to my flesh anymore. I'm not going to deal with this fear anymore. Kevin, you were with me the first time that I, I want a soul. You were with me. You helped me. Thank you. We were in the parking lot, and Kevin's like, okay, lead me to the Lord. And I was like, okay. Like, I was terrified. But then, but the second I walked in, we walked into Ollie's, and there was a lady there working, and I knew I was supposed to talk to her. And, and, and I started to talk to her, can I pray for you? Is there, is there anything in particular? She began to share with me. She's like, wow, this is awesome. And then I was like, well, let me pray for you. I was like, uh, how's your relationship with the Lord? And, you know, I, I was asking her, you know, skill, going through the, the, the script, and and she said, it hasn't been the greatest. I'm like, well, let, let's make it right right now. And, and I was able to lead her to the Lord. And 
Talk about strength. You don't know, like, the, the, when, when you lead someone to the Lord, you're like, I want to lead the world to the Lord. Yeah. But, but it starts with getting over the... Right. Yeah. You got to get over that, the thumper. You got to get over that. But it also starts with the spider. Uh, when, when I get over that and, and put away the, the, the small fears that I know that I know that I know that there's no way this, can, this fear can even harm me in any way. When we start dealing with those, then we're able to deal with the bigger fears. We, we work our way up and we gain a greater revelation. This, I was going to say this isn't in my notes. I don't have notes. <laughs> but I feel like the Holy Spirit wants us to, to address this and deal with this. Because once we're able to deal with this, we're able to, we're able to skyrocket. We're able to face Goliaths when everyone else is just trembling and wetting their loincloths. That's what the Israelites were doing. For 40 days, twice a day, Goliath stepped out. Is anyone going to fight me? For 40 days. Then this little teenager shows up. Who's this guy? What did, what did he say? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What does that mean? Who is this guy who has no covenant and no relationship with the Lord to think that he can come against the armies of the living God? Why was he able to stand up like that? Because he dealt with the small things. These signs will follow those who believe. I'm not going to fear demons and devils. I don't have, I don't have time to. All I need to do is have a greater, a greater, a greater revelation of who I am in Christ. And the name, the name that has been granted to me, the authority that I have in the name. What a beautiful name it is. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. If they drink any, dead, any, any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Turn with me to James chapter 5. James chapter 5. James chapter 5. I'm giving you a little song because I'm taking... I'm trying to get there fast, but I keep skipping James. James chapter 5. James chapter 5. James is after Hebrews. Alright. James chapter 5. Are you, are you get, is the Lord ministering to anyone right now? And here's what we're going to do. You know, at, whenever I'm done preaching, we're, we're going to have the, a time of ministry, and the Lord is going to move. Amen. God is going to do something in your yes. life. Amen. Why? Because what, what, what's happening right now? We're building up faith in the name. And what happens when faith is built up? God moves. Signs and wonders follow. How many of you have an expectation God's going to do something mighty today? Hallelujah. James 5, 14. Is anyone among you sick? Does that exclude anyone? Well, the, those who aren't sick, but you know. Of those who are sick. It doesn't... It doesn't exclude anyone. Then he must call for the elders of the church 
and they are to pray over them, anointing him with oil in what? In the name. Come on, it's everywhere. In the name of the Lord. And then what will happen? <laughs> and the prayer offered in faith. Faith in what? In the name, but also in the one who carries the authority in the name. It's faith in the fellowship that I have with not just a word, but the one who the word represents. What's a name? What, what, what is a name? A name, see, if I were to tell you the name John, for a lot of you, someone pops up in your mind, right? You probably know a John, right? You probably know a John, whether it's John Cena. I don't know what John came to your mind. But when I say John, probably a John comes to your mind. Why? Because you associate John with that name. And so when I say the name of Jesus, what I'm doing is I'm speaking. See, recognize the whole earth, the whole earth. If we don't worship, the world will cry out to him. Yeah. What? The name of Jesus. Yeah. When we invoke the name of Jesus, hear this. All demons that are in any situation, all of a sudden they, the name of Jesus is invoked. They remember that they have no authority and no power. Because what are we doing? We're associating Jesus into the situation. We're calling Jesus into the situation. So, oh no, Jesus is here. I can't stay. We're, I'm telling my body. I'm telling my body to associate with Jesus. And what Jesus said. And what Jesus did. So when I invoke the name of Jesus, I'm reminding myself the power and authority that Jesus carried. And I'm bringing it into my situation. Is any among you sick? He must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith, faith in what? In the name, but also in the one that's associated with the name. Not just the one associated... I just burped, I'm sorry. Not just the one associated with the name. This is good stuff. Even my belly's saying hallelujah. I don't know but the greater one that's inside of me. Greater is he that lives in me. So when I speak the name of Jesus, I'm not speaking and doing anything of my own authority. I'm like the cop. I'm like Barney Fife. Right? For those of you who don't know Barney Fife, it's, he's, he's the weak, scrawny deputy that looks kind of like me. And... Wow, I, I was expecting more people to laugh at that. And, you know, it's like, it is what it is. But who does he have? He has uh, Andy Taylor right behind him, Sheriff Taylor. Barney Fife's walking up like a big shot. I need you to take this cart and move it along. I remember watching this episode and thinking, that's powerful. And, and what, what is the person doing? The person's there looking at him, looks him down, looks up, and then looks around him and sees Andy Taylor behind him. Yeah. Okay, I'll move. Yeah. And then what does Barney Five do? <laughs> yep. Was that, was that a good Barney Five? That was my best. That was the best I could do. See, he's the deputy that in and of himself really doesn't have much authority. But there's someone backing him up. 
and they recognize, hey, I might be able to stand against this guy in, in himself, but I can't stand against him. Right. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Yeah. Which means we don't wage war with our flesh and blood. We wage war with what? The spiritual weapons that God has given us. What is that? The name of Jesus. Because when we invoke the name of Jesus, all of a sudden, everything that's been coming against us, it looks behind us and sees that he's backing us up. Well, more than that, he sees what's in us. And it's coming out. And it has to flee. It has to flee. I don't have to fear it. I don't have to be afraid of it. I don't have to wet my loincloth like the Israelites, right? I can stand up and say, no, 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 no. This is coming against me and my family. I'm not going to let it stay. Why would I let an, an enemy or a thief into my home and let him just mess it up and be like, oh, well, this stinks? No, I have authority in the name of Jesus. No, whatever this is that's coming against my household in the name of Jesus, it must flee. It has to get out. Whatever's coming between me and my wife, I'm not going to, because my battle is never against my wife. Never. Do you hear that? So if there's something that we might disagree with or anything, I don't put myself in a position where it's me versus her. Never have done that in our whole marriage. Why? Because it's a waste of time because my battle is not against her. We come together and recognize there's an enemy trying to cause division in this home because division is a sin. And I'm not going to let the devil bring division in what God has ordained. I'm not going to let him split it up. No, we're going to come together. The enemy's trying to do something. Let's come together. Let's pray and let's get, get, get this figured out. Because yeah. my battle's not against her. It never has been. Do you hear this? Yeah. Guys, look, look at me. Do you, do, do you see this? Our battle is not get against flesh and blood, which means we don't fight against flesh and blood. The battle in this nation is not against flesh and blood, but against an enemy that's trying to divide it. And so what are we to do? We're to be ministers of reconciliation, yes. not of division. I'm not bringing division. I'm bringing reconciliation because that's what I am as an ambassador of Christ. I'm bringing reconciliation between the world and God. How? Through the authority that he's given me. When Jesus preached... Why, why were people amazed at his preaching? Because he taught as one with authority. He didn't stand up on a pulpit and say, Thus saith the Lord in the name of Jesus. You know, he, he wasn't just preaching in an intellectual message. You know, you, you know, the Bible says it's the foolishness of preaching. That's what the Bible says. So why do we try to make it intellectual? Right? Why do we try to make preaching an intellectual thing where we, where we craft this wonderful argument and we piece it all together and man, by that fourth point, it's just going to knock their socks off and tickle their minds. We try to make it intellectual. Let me bring all the statistics into my message and, and show them that I'm a well-learned being. Why do we try to make it such a... Why, why do we try to even make it logical? Faith isn't logical. Paul says very clearly, very clearly in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I know it sounds like I'm rabbit trailing, but I'm not. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he says, I did not come to you with persuasive words of man's wisdom, 
but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. Do you hear that? So Paul said, I didn't spend hours on this message so that I can convince you to serve God. No, he said, I just have fellowship with the Most High God. He said, I, de I desire to know nothing except Christ and Him crucified. What does that mean? I came in the name. I knew nothing but the name. I knew nothing but Jesus Christ and what He's done for me. And that fellowship with Him caused me to come to you, not with persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. So they didn't just see, they didn't just hear a good message. They saw God moving in the goodness of God, acting out. Just like we read in, in, in Mark 16. God confirmed his word with signs and wonders. This is what Christianity looks like. We use the name, we recognize the power and the authority in the name, and then we walk in the Holy Spirit and power. And he'll confirm his word with signs and wonders. That's what, that's what Peter, Paul saw. See, when why? He spoke with authority. He didn't preach with intellection. That's not a word, but it's, you, know, you know what I mean. He preached with authority. Jesus preached with authority. When, when, uh, when Peter and John were brought before the Sanhedrin, what did they recognize? They recognized them as people who had been with Jesus. How did they recognize it? Because they preached with authority. There's an authority that God has given to us. Jesus preached with authority. Peter and John preached with authority. Paul preached with authority. We need to recognize the authority that we have. Because if we preach, and, and, you know, and I'm not just talking about ministers. I'm talking about when you go to work and someone says, why are you happy? Oh, I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> no, we recognize who we are in him. And people, rec people will see that we carry ourselves with authority and confidence. Not fear, confidence. Why? Because I know whose I am. Not because I'm anything in and of myself. I'm nothing in and of myself. I'm Barney Fife by myself. Right. I can't do a thing. I have, just like that cop who had no authority to stop my car. But when I'm partnered with the God who created the universe, when I partner my life with Him, when I have fellowship with Him, when He resides inside of me, I can stand a little bit taller now. Not because, not because I'm, I'm smug and arrogant, but because, oh no, I'm nothing of myself. But I have a God. I, I have a, a daddy who loves me. And he'll protect me. He'll provide for me. He'll be with me. So I don't have to go through life just afraid of every little thing that comes my way. No, I have a God who created the universe who's on my side. And if he's on my side, who can come against me? Who can come against me? What spider do I have to fear when the God of the universe is on my side? The prayer offered in faith will, not might, not maybe. Does the Bible lie? So if he says will, what does it mean? Will restore the sick. This will restore the sick. Yeah. Will restore the sick. You know what that means? Today, as your faith is rising up, if there's anything wrong with you, God will do something mighty. Amen. Hands laid on. I got my nice little bottle of anointing oil right here. When hands are laid on you. See, it doesn't just have to be pastor. Because these signs don't just follow 
pastors. You know what that also means? You can carry a little bit of anointing oil with you into your workplace. Pretty cheap on Amazon. Probably have a little bit of a, uh, what are they called? The smelly oils? Essential oils? You might have some of that. Don't, you, know. you, might, you might not have to douse them in lavender, but. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but that's fine. Holy Spirit's good. But you can take it with you. What, what, you can walk into your schools. You can walk into your workplaces. You can, wherever the Lord leads you, you can carry that authority. I remember hearing a, a, a testimony um, from uh, Cody Spencer. He's a youth pastor up in, in uh, New York, in Horseheads. And um, he was telling the story of one of the girls in his youth group. These are teenagers. She walked, she, she, she's having her public speaking class. And guess what she does? She preaches the word. And then she looks in the back, and there was a cheerleader who broke her arm. And she said, in the name, no, I believe the Lord's healing your arm. Take off that cast. She took it off, and her arm was healed. She got to lead the whole class to the Lord. Because you can't d disregard that. You can't disregard that. How can you disregard that? You can't. See, th and this is what he's talking about when he says, so that the Father may be glorified. It, almost every time in the book of Acts you see someone miraculously healed, very immediately following, many people came to the Lord. Yeah. It's a soul winning tool. Yeah. It leads people to the Lord because they have to recognize. See, there's a lot of people who don't want to receive this because it makes them, it forces them to make a decision. Yeah. I'm either going to walk in the power or not. Yeah. That's why a lot of people don't like to come to churches where they actually preach faith. The Bible says, Paul says very clearly in First, Timothy, First or Second Timothy, when he talks about how there's going to be a generation coming, but they just want their ears tickled. They won't, they won't actually want to walk in the power. The Bible also says that, uh, that those who have a form of godliness but deny the power have nothing to do with it. Again, if signs and wonders aren't following, what's not being preached? The Word. This is who we're called to be. This is how our lives are called to be. When we have, hear this, a revelation of the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. Every knee must bow at the name of Jesus. Every knee. Every knee. Demons cast out at the name of Jesus. No demon, no, no, no demonic thing can stand in your home when you invoke the name of Jesus. When pa pa Pastor tells a story uh, of when he and, and another person went to cast the devil out of someone. And as they were there, they were, you know, they were rebuking and all this stuff, and it just didn't seem to be working. And he turned and he said, Lord, I need help. Especially when the devil started saying, where are your kids right now? Talk about fear. That has potential to come on. But he, said, he, he, he didn't yield to that. He said, Lord, what do I do? And what did God say? The power of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Was it the power of Jesus? The, the name of Jesus, yeah. The, the blood of Jesus. And the third thing, the love of Jesus. Thank you, guys. The blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the love of Jesus. So what did they start doing? They just started singing about the, the power or the, the, the love of Jesus. They started singing about the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. What happened? That demon went out quick. 
because it can't stand against the name. There's power in that name. There's power in that name. Do you, do you recognize the power that you've been granted in the name of Jesus? You'll, you'll never pray a prayer another day in your life when you have a revelation. Oh, okay. You will pray a prayer. I'll just finish the sentence and then I'll. You'll never pray, pray a prayer the same way another day in your life when you have a revelation of the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I literally just said, you'll never pray a prayer another day in your life. No, you will pray. Please pray. Please pray. But you'll never pray the same way when you have a revelation of the name of Jesus. When you have a revelation that when I pray, that stamp of agreement has already been put on it. That means it's approved. That means I have it. It's on the way. Whether, whether it manifests immediately or not, it's on the way. I have it. Mark 11. We just need to look at this. Uh, if, if you have your Bibles with, with you, open it up. You need to see this with your own eyes. Mark 11. Twenty-two, And Jesus answered, saying to them, Have faith in God. Have faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So even if I don't see it, I know it's still there because I have faith. That's what faith does. Faith doesn't operate by sight. It operates by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Amplified says it this way, faith perceives as fact what's invisible to the physical senses. So even though I might not see it or sense it or anything, it might seem like this whole situation is going kaput. But I know that God said he'll work all things together for my good. So I'm not going to fear. I, I can look up to heaven and laugh and just say, God, this is going to be awesome. What are you going to do? Because I know it's going to work out. See, when you enter into a situation knowing from the beginning it's going to work out, the fear kind of scoots away. Why? Because faith is there. Faith and fear cannot reside in the same place. Why? Because faith is rooted in love and perfect love casts out fear. Truly, there's five. Truly I say to you, what does that mean? What does truly mean? Guys, please, please, just tell me. What does truly mean? It's true. What he's saying is true. You know, I've heard pastors and ministers say to me, you know, when he said that, it's, he didn't, it, it's not fully true. When Jesus said all things are possible, it's not really accurate. So you're saying Jesus is wrong? What are you saying? See, see in the world today, we've, we've taken the actual true word of, of God, and we've just tried to twist it to fit our circumstances. Well, you know, I prayed this one time, and it didn't work. Therefore, maybe that scripture is, is wrong. I've heard ministers say that. Well, I, I prayed for a sick person, and they weren't healed. Therefore, the Bible's wrong. I've heard them say that. Not recognizing that the Bible is infallible, but I can be fallible. So if I pray for someone they don't heal, and they don't get healed, it's not the Bible's fault. Because the Bible is true. Because if he said in James chapter 5, they w shall recover, which is an absolute 
Anyway. Truly I say to you, whoever says to, says to this mountain, be taken up and... Oh, that was loud. Be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. See, that's where I can miss it. I need to make sure there's no doubt in my heart. I need to have assurance in the power and the authority of the name of Jesus and the authority that he's given me and not doubt in my heart. But if I believe that what he says is going to happen, it will. Is that an absolute? Yes. Come on, is that an absolute? Yes. That's an absolute. Yes. It will be granted them. Therefore I say to you, all things, say all things, all things, for which you pray and ask, believe you have received them. What does that mean? That when I pray and I put the name of Jesus on that prayer, I have it. In the name of Jesus, I have it. I recognize the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. If it's according to His word, if it's according to His will, I know that I have it. Why? Because if I believe that the approval's already been put on it, now I'm waiting for it to come. I'm waiting for my bonus. I'm waiting for it. Because I believe I have received it. God has given you a word. Man, recognize truly is attached to it. Truly, truly, I say unto you. Truly, 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 truly. I'm telling the truth. God, does God lie? No, he's telling the truth. Close, with, close your eyes with me for a minute. God is doing something in this place. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, right now, we just ask that faith rises up in this place. In the name of Jesus. Just begin to say the name. Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow. Every tongue confess. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, sickness has to flee. In the name of Jesus, headaches have to go. In the name of Jesus, panic attacks have to cease. In the name of Jesus, that depression has to subside. In the name of Jesus, that insecurity has to go. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. If you're here today, if you're here today, and you're saying, I need, I need to encounter my Jesus. You might have a need. There might be something in your life that you're just saying, you know what? I recognize this is not the will of God in my life, and I need the power of the name of Jesus to set me free. I'm telling you right now, I can sense faith in this place. Faith is rising up in this place, and it's the prayer in faith that saves. It's the prayer in faith that saves. And, if, and before I lay hands on people, before I minister, I, I, I want to make this abundantly clear. In order to carry the authority of Jesus, we need to have fellowship in a relationship with Him. So if you're here today, and, and you're saying, you know what? I'm hearing this message, and I'm recognizing that my fellowship with the Lord has not been what it should be. Or you're here saying, you know what? I need that relationship with the Lord. I've turned my back on Him. I haven't followed Him uh, for, for a long time. Or you've never 
followed him. So if you're in any of those three categories, you've never followed him, but you, you want to give your life to him and make him your Lord. You, he was your Lord, but you've kind of turned your back on him. Or you're just in this place and you're saying, I just need more of you. I just, I, I, I've, I've had this form of godliness, but without the power, and now I want to walk in the power. I want you to just pray this with me. Just say, Jesus, today... I make you the Lord of my life. You call the shots, and I'll be obedient. I believe that Jesus died for me and wiped me clean from sin. And he rose again to make me the righteousness of God. And I believe that there's a greater power that now resides in me. And by faith, I take a hold of what God has made available to me in the name of Jesus Christ. I'll receive it. Thank you, Father. Right now, if you, if you want prayer, if you need minister to, if there's something in your life that you're just needing to give up to God, I want to invite you to come forward, and I'm going to lay hands on you. If, if, if there's any sickness in your mind, in your body, and you, and you want to apply that James chapter 5, because I'm not that old, but I would classify as an elder because pastors allowed me to preach. That same anointing is in this place. And God's getting ready to do something mighty, mighty, mighty in your life. In the name of Jesus. Are you guys getting, do you have a revelation of the power of the name? Yeah. Do you, okay, let, let's try that again. Do you have a revelation of the power of the name? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the power that's in the name. Hallelujah. It changes things. It, it gives you new organs. The power that's in the name. It heals you. It restores legs. It restores shoulders. It restores your mentality. There's power in that name. By faith in the name. Just say this. If you're up here, just lift your hands and say, In the name of Jesus, I'll receive what I'm asking for. Whatever you ask in my name, it will be granted to you. Oh, man. Praise God. In the name of Jesus. Receive it. Receive it now. Oh, just say that name. Jesus. 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 Flutter now, Lord. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, receive it now. Receive it now. Receive restoration, wholeness, now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Just walked in front of the speaker. <laughs> Makes a nice little squeak sound. Well, right now, in Jesus' name, receive it now. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, wholeness, 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 be now. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. By faith, we have it. Just say that. By faith, I have it now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' name.
Ooh, you're doing something big in this family. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's giftings on these hands that God's going to use you for. He's going to do it mighty. You might not even be aware of it fully yet, but in the name of Jesus, these hands are going to do mighty things in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. There's more potential in the, in, inside of you than you recognize. Oh, man. In 10 years, you're going to be a... People are going to look at you and, and be like, who the heck was... I thought this... You're going to go back up to New York and people are going to look at you and say, this is an entirely different journey. <laughs> because God's going to do such a mighty work in you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. God's pleased with you. So in Jesus' name, receive it. Now, in Jesus' name. He's pleased with you. He's pleased with you. He's pleased with you. Same thing for you. He's pleased with you. He's pleased with you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, receive it. God's been preparing you for a mighty work. Preparing you for something big. Oh, thank you, Father. And it's coming quick now in Jesus' name. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Receive that peace. In Jesus' name. Receive it now. Thank you, Father. We receive it. Just say by faith. I have it now. In Jesus' name. Receive it now. Thank you, Lord. You're so much taller than me, but that's okay. Thank you, Father. You're not just tall, you know, in tallness. But inside of you, inside of you, there's a giant. Not like Goliath. He was a bad giant. You're a good one. Like the jolly green giant, or like the what, what, the iron giant. He was a good guy. I don't know what that was, Lord, but I'm I'm just following you, Father. Right now, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that He's just going to grow leaps and bounds before this year is up. Before this year is up, you're going to recognize that you've increased. You're going to see it. You're going to see it mightily. Before this, we got three months, which means it's happening quick. Before this year is up, you're going to grow in levels and you're going to be, your, your, your reach is going to be far greater than you've ever recognized. Right now, in the name of Jesus, so be it. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Receive it now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we receive it. We receive it. Thank you, Father. Business is booming in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. These hands will be blessed. Your mouth will be blessed. Your mind will be blessed everywhere you go. Everywhere your feet goes, they'll be blessed. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. You ready? God's doing something big in you. Oh, just, just say this with me. Say, Jesus, Jesus I receive, receive all, all that you have for me. All that you have for me. In Jesus' name, Jesus. receive it. 
Your family is blessed. In Jesus' name, receive it now. In Jesus' name, we have it. These hands are blessed as she prays for her kids. They're blessed. These hands are anointed hands. In Jesus' name, receive it. In Jesus' name, same with you. Anointed hands, anointed hands. Receive it now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. You ready to receive? God's got big things for you. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, in Jesus' name, we receive from you now. We receive restoration and wholeness now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You ready? God's good. Amen. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we receive the fullness of the goodness of God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for it. More, God. More, God. Give her more. More, God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. Just say that. Never the same. In Jesus' name. Receive it now. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for new laughter just bubbling up inside of her. Now, in Jesus' name, we receive it and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Everything that you ministered to us today about the offering, it's going to manifest mightily and greater in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. We receive that by faith now. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hoo, 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 hoo. I see like David and Jonathan, just that covenant between you two. You guys are going to be a mighty force. Just like in the New Testament when Jesus sent them out by twos, you guys, just as like a spiritual dynamic duo, God's going to use you to do mighty things, and it's going to be phenomenal. So in the name of Jesus, receive that right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We receive it. We believe it. Okay. Can I do this? No. I, I have no power in myself to do this. A lot of these guys are stronger than me. What's happening? The Lord is moving. You remember in, in the Old Testament when the glory of God hit the temple and the people couldn't even stand? I'm going to come up here so you guys can see. The people couldn't even stand. The ministers couldn't even stand. Why? Because the glory of God was so heavy and mighty. You recognize power and authority in the name. There's power and authority in the name. Do you receive that? Do you receive that? There's power and authority in the name of Jesus to break every chain. That's a, that's a song. Break every chain. Break every chain. To bring the joy back. There's power in the name of Jesus. To completely restore what might be broken in you. Spiritually, soulishly in your mind, physically in your body. There's no limitation to him. Because he's big, guys. He's mighty. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. 
because the people that are standing, sitting, or laying here today are walking in a new authority and boldness in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.